Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast where this week we will be previewing Guineas Weekend at Newmarket, the first classics of the flat season and this week I am joined by Liz Batchelor and Mark Karoski but before we get into the races let's see how everyone is. Liz, um, you've not been on the podcast for a couple of weeks, are you looking forward to um, getting your teeth stuck into a bit of flat action? Yes, I am actually. Um, yeah, I haven't. I think I last appeared uh, just before Aintree. Um, so that's quite a few weeks ago, isn't it? Um, but yeah, back to back to the flat. Um, I've, I've been having a look. Obviously, yeah, new market for the 2000 and 1000 Guinness this weekend. Yeah, got some uh, good names on show and hopefully we can find some winners for the listeners. How about you, Mark? Uh, I bet fair keeping you busy. Always, always busy. But yeah, looking forward to this weekend's action. Hopefully, we can get a couple of winners. Yeah, you're going to be on RPL as well, I believe. Yeah, um, I'll be on Recent Post Live Saturday and Sunday because the gaffer is at Newmarket, so I'm going to step in. Fair enough. Well, maybe some of the listeners might get a hint of what you like this weekend. So let's get into it then. The first race we're going to be looking at is on the Saturday. It's the 150 My Odds Boost on Betfair Handicap. And this looks a very competitive race. Uh, as Jad is our current favourite, along with Run to Freedom at 7-1, to one, followed by Tareeb. We then got Jumbi at 17-2, First Folio at 9s, Blackrod 10s, Strike Red at 10s, and Bigger are the rest. This looked pretty competitive to me, uh, but how did you see it, Liz? Yeah, it does look competitive, doesn't it? Um, I've actually gone with um, my local trainer, um, which is Eve Johnson Houghton uh, with Jumbi. Um, like you said, I think you said seven, seven, 17 to 2 at the moment. Um, he's, he's down in class since his run, last run um, at Newmarket, where, where he came third in a group three um, behind uh, Double Old Bubble and Garrus. Um, he, I think he, he watched the race back, funny enough, and he, and he did break quite slowly. Um, but I think I liked the way that he kept on uh, to finish third. Um, Run to Freedom, who is in this race, uh, came fourth in that race, and, and they had the same weight. Um, and I know that there's there's a seven pound pull this time in favour to Run to Freedom, um, who is yeah. Um, I liked what I saw when I when I watched the race back of Jumby, and um, I, I think he'll come on come on from that run. Um, and he and he won at Newmarket here um, last May. Yeah, he's got a good good record at the track. The ground should be in his favour. Obviously, he is one of the higher weights in this, nine stone nine, but I just thought he was the class angle and he's got a good relationship with William Buick. So, yeah, I, I think he's got a great chance. How about you, Mark? Have you got anything else for us? Maybe one at a slightly bigger price? Yeah, I was quite keen on a David O'Mara's summer hand. I think back in handicap company, I think he's he's went under the radar here. He's 20% strike rate as well for the stable and if you look at his form in the Abernant stakes just over a year ago, when he beat Oxstead, he was 120 of level stakes. He's running off 106 here. Danny Tudhope on board. I'd imagine he's quite a big price. Um, has course and distance form. I think he'd be competitive of 106. I don't think this is that great a race. He's a classy type in here as well. Yeah, definitely. I think if you look at his form, like you say, he's got he's got a lot of good course form. He's always been mixing it between handicap and group company, but he's defied every now and again a big weights coming into handicap company. So yeah, with the yard going quite well, double figure price, 
plenty of runners banned for the extra places on the day why not so some hand uh, for mark and i'm in agreement with liz i quite like jumbi as well so that's our selections in the first race the next race is the 225 which is the betfair daily reward suffolk handicap um, not so many runners this time, but again, it looked pretty tricky. De Harby is your favourite at 10-3, along with Fast Medicine, who's vying for favouritism with him. We've then got Moving Time, Harry Davis and I jockey book it. I, I catch and jockey book in there. I thought he was quite interesting returning from uh, a long layoff, um, but he's got the, the back class. He'd probably be the way I would play. But how did you see this one, Mark? Moving times, obviously interesting with Harry Davis on board, taking seven off. I think he's pretty high in the weights. Um, obviously, has to prove that he can win over this distance. Take a chance. I don't know what price this one is, but what's right? What price is Mark Johnson's Forest Falcon? Uh, Forest Falcon, you can get 15 to 2. There's been a little bit of support for him. Okay. Yeah, I think that, that run at Chelmsford on the 15th of April is probably blown away the cobwebs. I don't think Richard Kingscott was too hard on this one. Um, stable again in form, 17% strike rate, one run at Newmarket previously. It was, was disappointing, but I think this one can be competitive off 90. Um, this looks winnable. I think moving times maybe got a, a little bit too much weight here, but high in the weights for me. Yeah, interesting. Forrest Falcon was the other one on my shortlist, funnily enough. I think he's better on the turf. He's only had a couple of goes on on the all-weather. But yeah, it wasn't a bad bad run, and maybe he should strip a little bit fitter for it. So uh, Forrest Falcon it is for Mark. How about you, Liz? Um, I've gone with De, De Harvey. Um, Charlie Appleby's obviously he's, he's got a forty-four percent strike rate. I don't think he can be ignored at the moment. Um, but it's it's his first first run since October where he came third in the Group Three. Um, so this is a Class Two. Um, he's he's stepping up in trip, um, but he is half brother to Golden Horn and Eastern Bell, so he shouldn't find the extra distance um, an issue. Um, but yeah, I, I quite like De Harvey for this one. Yeah, well, William Buick and Charlie Appleby can do no wrong. Be uh, plenty of people back in a lot of their runners this weekend. And he's an interesting horse. He's actually from the family. I think he's a half-brother to, to Golden Horns. So he's got the classy pedigree, obviously the long layoff to overcome. But if he's anywhere near uh, the level of his half-brother, then 103, he could be the group horse in the handicap. So it's to Barbie for um, Liz. I like moving time and Mark quite likes the chances of Forrest Falcon. The next race we're going to look at is a group race. It's the Group 3 Betfair Palace House Stakes. This looks pretty competitive. Twilight Calls is your favourite 5-2. Tis Marvellous, the 8-year-old, is next in at 9-2. Came from the dark at 5s. Hurricane Ivor at 15-2. And bigger are the rest. Thought the favourite was interesting. Still very progressive and could have a lot more to offer. Now stepping up in class and Arecibo as well. Wouldn't rule out if he was anywhere back to his form from a couple of years ago. Um, Liz, you can have first say on this race. Um, how did you see it? Um, I've gone for Hurricane Ivor in this one of William Haggis's. Um, He last ran in October where he was favourite and he's a beaten favourite and, and he didn't really show up. Um, and I wonder if it was because he had quite a busy campaign last year um, and that he hasn't been out since. Um, his last win before that race in October was in a Group 3 over the same distance of five furlongs at Newbury, with a couple of these in behind, winning by three quarters of the length. Um, he seems to like to be racing in the rear of midfield, so if he gets a clear run, I think he should be thereabouts. And obviously Tom Markand, um, 15%, he takes the ride again on him. Okay, so Liz quite likes chances of Hurricane Ivor. And how about you, Mark? Actually, 
I looked at Arik and Ivor and I actually went for a Tis Marvellous. Um, again, stable 23% strike rate. I think he'll be able to reverse that Newbury form in the World Trophy Stakes. Hurricane, three pounds swing in the weights. I think that should be enough here. Um, he is an eight year old. He's getting on a bit. Stable's informed. Booking a curve. He's a positive. But this race, like, I think it's just a race where you could run it three or four times and you get a different result every time. There is quite a lot of consistent sorts in here. But a slightly favoured his marvellous, but not big stakes, small stakes in this one. Tis marvellous for Mark. I should also as well give a positive mention. I looked at this earlier and he totally totally slipped my mind. But like chances there of St. Lawrence, James Doyle riding for Roger Verin. Sometimes you get the golden highway at this meeting, especially when the ground's on the quick side. If he comes towards the stand side rail, this horse has got form over further, but he's never really been tried over the five furlongs. Look at his pedigree. He's a half-brother to Dea, and also as well as Dan uh, was a five furlong winner. Uh, so maybe this uh, drop back to the shorter five furlongs might just maybe spark a bit of improvement out on him. He won't mind the ground. Got a bit of back class to him. And who knows, maybe um, five furlongs could see him go well at double-figure price. So St. Lawrence is for me. Mark likes Tis Marvellous and Liz likes Hurricane Ivor. The big one then is the 2000 Guineas. Uh, Native Trail seems to be all the rage here. He's 10 to 11. You can see why he remains unbeaten. He was good last time in the Craven Stakes, pulling away from all his rivals. He's maybe got the fitness edge over a couple of these. But to be fair, I thought you could give um, a shout-out to Caribus. I quite like Perfect Power, Point Lonsdale, Dubai Legend, Check and Challenge. They were all kind of on my shortlist, even like Infantry Royal Patronage. You know, they're big prices. Um, I know I wouldn't be at all surprised to see them go well. But um, Mark, uh, I know there's a few horses in here we spoke about last season, but who did you like in the 2000 Guineas? I think Native Trail is very obvious. And with the stable form, he's going to be popular. He's probably going to go shorter than 10 to 11. I just think he's too short. It just looks like Pinatubo Volume 2 for me. And there's some there's some nice types in here. Um, there's one of um, William Knight's Check and Challenge. I will say there was a few faces came on for this with us before he won at Newcastle. They were on and obviously he got caught straight after. Um, so this horse is highly fob, but still has to show that he, he can produce that form on the turf. He's highly fob. You've got the likes of Jim Bulger sending boundless ocean over. You know, I think Royal Patronage is really interesting. Course and distance form. I think it obviously got the one blip last time out. But then it's a big opportunity for Jason Hart. This is a real classy type. Um, and he actually beat, um, we beat Carobus by a neck at Newmarket in September as well. I think Royal Patronage is probably the each way selection here. I mean, Native Trail, like, if you're looking at this race, do you think 11 to 10 the field's value? That's, uh, that's, the, that's the way to look at it. Do you think 11 to 10 the field's value, or do you think Native Trail's an odds on chance? I think what, he, would, what would you rather be on? I think if I was pricing this up, I'd probably have Native tra- Trail maybe round about the 7 to 4 kind of mark. 6 to 4, 7 to 9, 10 to 11 is too short. Yeah, I, I agree. I wouldn't maybe at all see him, surprise see him drift on the day. You know, like you say, Royal Patron has had a lot of good juvenile form last year, and you yeah. can put a line through that run. Last time at Doncaster, he did have an excuse because uh, a vet examined him and he said that he got struck into and it might have just caused him to um, to panic. And he was eased down in the last couple of furlongs. So even though he did finish eighth, just completely put a line. Yeah, do you not think checking challenge is interesting? The way that that horse quickened in Newcastle was impressive. Yeah, well, he actually achieved the same RPR that Native Trail did on his second run. So if you're looking at the way that, that they're going, sometimes it's interesting these horses sometimes you think that okay you're looking at the form but there's a few horses in here like him that 
might not have quite reached their potential yet and they're catching up whereas native trail like okay he was he's good and he's got got the proven form but is he going to be able to kick on against maybe a few other horses that could maybe improve as a three-year-old you know it's, it's going to be an interesting race but like you say raw patronage I, I think he definitely overpriced and if he's on the front end you know he, he could definitely be there or thereabouts coming up the the dip so this yeah. is going to be an egg and spoon race like that run for native trail last time out two weeks ago they're going to try and get him beat i think he's a lay you yeah. know i might i might place liam on a recent post live four places well, brave cool. Brave, Imagine cool. the Twitter clips after that if he hacks up and breaks a track record. I've placed lay them four places. Oh well, but you'll be the Messiah. It's a win, you know. I'll be I'll be on with Rodway, so it's all right. He'll take some of the flag, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, probably Charlie Appleby, no good. But um, anyway, so Mark likes royal patronage and is quite keen to maybe take on Native Trail in the, in the place lay market. How about you though, Liz? Um, are we all aboard the favourite here, or do you agree with me and Mark? You know, he's okay, he's got a load of ones next to his name and he's unbeaten, but you are getting some value elsewhere. You are getting value elsewhere, but I am sticking with Native Trail. Um, yeah, I mean, he, like we say, he's, he's unbeaten. He's on a six-timer. Um, even with his high draw, I think he's drawn 15. I think he's, he's, he's classy enough to overcome it. Uh, in the last 12 runnings, eight have been drawn, less than stall 10. Um, so it's so those odds are in his favour, but um, I, yeah, I think he's classy enough. He's won the Craven here at Newmarket readily, three and a half lengths only last month, so he's obviously quite fit. Um, and as I said before, Charlie Appleby's doing well. If you're looking for more value, then then I'd suggest maybe a forecast instead with, with the one-two of Native Trail and Caribus. Okay, maybe that that's not a bad way to play it. So yeah, Liz is uh, staying safe, going with. Uh, native trail and uh yeah me and mark are going with a bit of value he likes royal patronage my number one fancy away would actually be uh point lonsdale frankie rode snowfall last year in the 1000 guineas he often picked up the second string but he's got a good record for aiden o'brien the last couple of years i remember he rode saint mark's basilica to victory in the dewhurst you know and the way that he was spoken about last year you're getting 14 to one about him I, i'd be more of him than luxembourg so yeah maybe point lonsdale for me uh, to, to definitely hit the frame with Frankie aboard. So that's uh, Saturday covered at Newmarket. We're then going to go to the Sunday where it's the 1,000 guineas. And we're going to go to the first race on the Sunday, which is the 150. I should say at the current time recording, we don't have the decks through, so we'll try our best. But Valley Forge is your current favourite, 5 to 1. David Prober is dropped up, so you think he's going to go here. Summer's Night at 7s, Marshall Plan at 7s, Semhan at 7s, Revolver at 8s, Cleveland at 9s, Tritonic at 10s, and bigger are the rest. Uh, Liz, obviously, we don't know the full field yet, but this looks quite a good race. And... Valley Forge, if if he goes back to maybe some of his form last season, you have to say he's got a good chance. Um, yes, you are right. He does stand a chance, albeit I've gone, I've gone bigger all the rest. I've gone for, I think he's twelve to one at the moment. I've gone for Mark Johnson's Thunderous. Um, he he won the Dante, uh, which is a Group Two back in July twenty twenty, and since then he's been in Group Company in his last five races. Um, so yeah, he's he's in a handicap. His last being two weeks ago um, at Newbury, where he came sixth, um, about only about six lengths behind the winner. Um, but he's now a handicap and in this class too. Um, he's got the highest weight, nine stone ten. Um, but I believe uh, claimer Johnny Pete's got a ride, and and he's got to claim seven there, which which I think he's gonna which I think he's gonna help. 
the ground won't be a problem either. So, um, yeah, quite a fairly big price in thunderous. Yeah, uh, Mark Johnson's had a good record at this meeting over the years with some, with some runners. And like we said earlier, like you get the Golden Highway, it's fast, quick ground, it suits front runners. Johnny Pete is more than capable seven pound claimer, and yeah, who knows? If he sets the fractions up in front, he could be there or thereabouts in the finish. How about you though, Mark? How did you see this one? Slightly with the same approach as Liz here, but I went for another Mark Johnson runner. I do like the Johnny Pete angle. I think he's really good from the front. I think he's really good value um, for the seven pounds. Thunderous definitely got a chance here because he is carrying a big weight. So he'll be up 103. Johnny's claim. I've went for uh, Soapy Stevens back this one in Musselburgh last time out. He ran well for a long way. He just got picked up and was quite keen early as well. Um, but I think still off 87 here, Franny Norton booked. I think this one's got a chance. There's another one as well who ran in that race, Dark Jedi. He ran well. He he came from a long way back in Musselburgh. Used to be yours coming into a bit of form. So that would probably be the two that I'll play against the field. I imagine they're both, both prices as well. Yeah, Dark Jedi, you're getting 10s, and then Sophie Stevens, uh, 14s, and Franny Norton is down for that, so it looks like he I'd probably hold here. off. I think you'll probably get bigger, especially on, on the bet for exchange on Sunday. I think you'll get 20s, around 25s, the pair. Interesting. So we've got a bit of Mark Johnston love here. Mark likes Sophie Stevens, and he wouldn't put you off Dark Jedi if you wanted to back him. And Liz likes uh, his other runner, Thunderous, and I'll go for the favourite, not original, but I thought Ali Forge. Uh, was interesting off the mark of 90 in this race. We then go to the next race we're going to look at, which is the Betfair Pretty Poly Stakes, 225, and Cronell is all the rage here for John Thady Gosden, Frankie Dottori, but we then got with the Moonlight, who's not far in behind in the bet end for Charlie Appleby at 5-2, Night Battle at 4-1, Pipatik, if that's how say, say it, just murdered that one, for Roger Verin at 6s. And bigger are the rest. Obviously, Frankie and and John Gosden obviously always going to attract lots of market support, Mark. But um, is, is this a horse that we think that could go on to bigger and better things? I was pretty sweet on Night Battle, Simon Crisford. Because remember when this horse won at Lingfield, we were actually on the phone at the time. And this horse absolutely collapsed on the show. I think it was around 20s into fives. Proper gamble. And uh, was very, very keen. Slowly away. The whole way was pulling all the way. And he looked like the race had gone. He was he was only made up about ten lengths inside the final furlong. And he's quick and really, really smartly. Um I mean, I think she's smart, like Battle. I mean, John Egan, I think he knew what he had underneath her that day. Twenties into fives on the show. She looks smart. Obviously, she's got to prove that she's gonna do it on turf, but she's well found in the market around four to one. I think if she can reproduce that form, and that, that turn of foot as well was a big eye catcher for me. I think she could be difficult to be. She looks classy. I think she'll, she'll win um, this quite comfortably. She'll move on to bigger and better things. Interesting. She does have to step up on the better figures. But I remember you saying about that. Uh, we were watching it on the phone at the time. And John Egan, you know, is a bit of an unusual jockey booking. But he came there with a lot of confidence. And it wasn't easy. It was about 10 laps down. And it just quickened it. It got there quite comfortably. Yeah, obviously, she does have to improve to probably beat some smart fillies. But... Yeah, she she's not um, a big price there, so obviously there are there is a bit of market confidence behind her. And I don't think there's any world beers in this race opposing her. I think the Varian horse is interesting, but I think the Christopher Knight battle she's the one to beat. Mm, interesting for Mark. How about you though, Liz? Um, are we going away from Mark's selection? I am going away from that. I am sticking with the favourite of Quinell. Um, yeah, she made she made a debut only a month ago in April on the all weather. 
um, in quite a closely contested race. Um, she, yeah, she finished third place, second, then demoted back to third again uh, on appeal. But I think she, if she'd had a more clear run and, and didn't hang left, um, then I think the result would have been different. Um, she's been turned back out fairly quickly, only 11 days later here at Newmarket, um, where she beat a field of 10. Um, as she races quite prominently, so I think that it could be the key to her again here over the longer trip. Um, and I guess she's being turned out quickly again, but again, I think it's just going to show that she's quite fit, and I think she'll go well. Do you think, Liz, do you think she handled the track last time out? Just can remember watching it, and like, just undulates, I don't know if she handled the track. That's what I'm my only negative about her. Well, she's still won, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Cause I remember, the, I remember the Kevin Ryan horse was very keen as well, and like Frankie did have to get proper stuck into her. I just think she could maybe be a bit vulnerable. That was just my take on the race. Um, I wasn't sure she handled the track at all. Interesting there from Mark. Also, as well, I just want to give out a shout out to Amy Murphy's gold Mayflower. It was a big eye catcher last time at Kempton in in a race that I don't think was a bad race. Bumped into a Roger Roger Verin filly who uh, is quite highly regarded. Um, and that fully had won her prior race before that. Big eye catcher there. Interesting that Sylvester keeps a ride. I mean, you're getting double figure price. He's already jocked up at nine to one at the current time recording. I think this is an interesting filly and maybe one to uh, to maybe put in your tracker if she makes a frame. But um, yeah, she would be my, my uh, small player to play in the race at this stage. But yeah, Mark's quite keen on night battle. Liz is sticking with the favourite, Cronelli. And I quite like the chances of God Mayfly- Mayflower maybe outrunning her odds. We then go to the Betfair Exchange Daily Stakes, the group two on the card. Um, Builder Grace is a favourite here. Ryan Moore and some Michael Stout. Lilac Road next in at 11 to 4. Dream Loper at 3 to 1. Iberia, the French Raider, is interested at 3 to 1. Sumion booked on that one. Then Climate is next in at 10 to 1. And Bigger are the rest. Uh, quite a tight little race, I thought, at the top of the market, Liz. Um, whose side were you coming down on? I've gone uh, for the French Raider, Ibera, um, beaten favourite last time out of Longchamp, uh, where she was was restrained in running, but but kept on to take third. It's a new trip for her, and she's not she's not run this distance before, um, but she is well travelled. So she she came third at, at, all the way over at Sha Tin in Hong Kong back in December behind Glory Bard and um, Pile Driver. Um, and another third over in Riyadh in a Group Three. So she obviously doesn't mind travelling about a bit. Uh, Christophe Sumion is up again, and I just think Sunday will be her day to get her head in front against her insects. Yeah, that form behind a wonderful tonight, um, when, like you say, on some of her exploits, uh, when she was previously trained by Alan de Roy, Roya Dupree, who's now retired, and all his sources have been split between the likes of Francois and Regraffard. Yeah, I think that's that's a good bit of form. And I think some of the others in here, they, they need to prove themselves. I think Builder uh, Grace could be a little bit short, but Sir Michael Stout does well with these kind of fillies and improving them as they get uh, older with age. And Lilac Road as well is, is an interesting horse coming back this year for William Haggis. But uh, how did you see it, Mark? I'm quite um, in agreement here with Liz, with the French uh, Raider Iberia, but um, who did you like? I did look at both your selection it's just the ground was my only concern I think if the ground was soft I think this horse would be an absolute certainty I think if the ground does go soft I think this is the one to be on I actually expected this one to be about 6-4 to 7-4 because it has the best form on offer I think 3-1 is a big price and it's tempting I think that's value um, I thought this one would be about 6-4 7-4 it's got the best form on offer I think the bottom one of Stout's too short um, obviously the trainer angle getting a few winners the booking of Ryan Moore she's going to be short what price is she at the moment? Uh, 15 to 8. 
she's too short uh, for me. I think she'll probably drift on the day. I wouldn't be surprised if there's money for the French reader. A three to one's value. Um, I was going to take a chance on uh, on Brave here. Jimmy Spencer, this ad information. I think uh, this looks like a classic Jimmy Spencer ride. It's going to be held up out the back and come with a late, a late run. He's 66 to one last time out behind uh, Sir Michael Stout's horse. Has to make up a couple of lengths, but I think Jimmy Spencer's the, the man you want on this one. What price is this one? Uh, currently in the betting at 12 to one. Yeah, 12 to one. That would be the two I play against the field, the French radar, Ebaira, and add information against the favourite. I think the favourite's too short. Okay, so we're all in agreement. We quite like the French Raider, Iberia, but Mark also as well quite likes the chances of add Infinitum maybe to outrun her odds if she does get declared. Okay, so the last race we're going to preview is the big one on Sunday, the 1,000 guineas for the Philly and Mares. Again, this looks a pretty competitive race. Tenebrism is your favourite. The Aino Brown at 5-2. to two. Discoveries is next in for Jessica Harrington. At eleven to two Tuesday, who's apparently meant to run here is at six to one. Malayeth uh for Francois Henri Graffard and Christophe Simon at seven to one. Miss on scene at tens. Well beauty at tens, and bigger are the rest. Mark, obviously this um looks a pretty uh despite inspiring not turning up here, still looks a pretty competitive race. Many in here you can give cases for. Uh but who who was on your short list? Save the best to last. I'm quite keen on uh Jar Lyons juncture. I think she was really, really impressive at Dundalk um about a month ago. Um she's beat Morning Soldier six lengths, but she could have won by about 30, 60 lengths. She was very impressive. She's about sixteen and one. Um I got about twenty fives before she won, thirty threes. I think I don't like saying this, but I just I think she just wins. She's sixteen and one right now. I think she's the one to be on here. If anyone hasn't saw that race, go back and look at that race at Dundalk. Look at the way she travelled. Colin Keane book ticks all the boxes. I think she's a massive price at 16s. Mm. Mark's quite bullish then about the Irish Raider. It's not um, the first time I've banged one in this race. Right. I think I think I think she's got a massive chance. I think she's probably about a five to one chance. Mm. Interesting there from Mark. He likes juncture. How about you though, Liz? Um, who was uh on your radar for this one? I, I I do like the favourite in Tenebrism. Um, only raced twice. Um, which it, which is less than obviously some of her rivals here. Um, but she has won comfortably in both. Um, the last time I was here at Newmarket in September, winning the Group One Cheaply Park um, by length of Flotus, um, and she was a she was a big price that day at fourteen. Um, Aidan O'Brien's won this seven times out of the last twelve. Um, the last three obviously being Mother Earth, Love, and Hermosa. Um, it's her first try over the mile, um, but she is by Caravaggio, um, and the way she went to the line when she won here, I think, suggested the distance would be ideal for her. She was really impressive, wasn't she? She properly handled the try. Like she, she could be. What, what price is she for? For the Oaks? Who Pardon? Tannerism. Yeah. I'm not sure what she is for the Oaks, but already my... plotting and scheming after she wins on Sunday, getting her lined up for the Oaks. For have a right touch, but now she she had quite a lot to do that day, and she stayed on really strongly. The only thing I would be concerned about her is I think she's a proper speed bull. I think um I think she's a a proper um six seven furlong kind of horse. I've got my concerns about her myself. Stand stand the mile by Caravaggio, you know, who was a sprinter, a good sprinter, but for the, the same connections, um, not too much stamina on the damn side of the pedigree. I I thought the A No Brian other runner was was far more attractive uh, Tuesday from a price perspective 
from the family is a full sister to Minding, Aidan O'Brien's impressive horse, Empress Josephine, who won the uh, 1000 Irish Guineas. You know, she's got the profile all over. She she was only beaten a short head by Discoveries uh, on her debut. She then wasn't seen and until uh, last time out when she won at Nace. Okay, she was two to five, but she, she couldn't have done much more. You know, she was um, quite a good winner there. E- easy. I, I, it'd be interesting to see what the jockey bookings are, but I think maybe Frankie could pick up this ride. Um, there was an interesting jockey booking on the bottom one as well, Ziella, and he's for Tom Marcond. This one's went under the radar. You know, all the best forms on heavy, good to soft. But I mean, if it does cut up on Sunday, this one could potentially be overpriced. Yeah, exactly. You know, interesting jockey book. And then the other horse, I should we should give a mention out to. I know you said that uh, you had a bit of inside word for for a few shrewd people back, and it was Cache, George Bowie's horse, won won the Nail Gwen. You know, she she never really runs a bad race. You know. Obviously, probably needs to step up on the figures, but she's probably going to be bang there. She's a good, genuine filly that probably be handy. She finds in the finish. She's got good course form. Oh, I wouldn't put you off her as well at maybe double foot price. I think you can. I think what we can see here is you can make a case for for quite a few. But yeah, okay. So just rounding off our thoughts then in the one thousand guineas, Liz is with the favourite Tannenbrism. Uh, Mark likes chances of juncture, and I quite like the chances of Tuesday. But I wouldn't put you off Cache. And also as well, Zelly is interesting. So yeah, we we quite like a few there in the 1,000 guineas. So that's it uh, for this week's uh, podcast. Thank again, thanks again to Liz and Mark for giving up their time. Hopefully we found some winners for you on Guineas Weekend. Please remember to follow us on all our podcast platforms. We're available on Spotify, Apple and SoundCloud. And also as well, you can follow us on the socials on Insta and on Twitter where we're at in the saddle pod. So please go responsibly and we'll be seeing you again soon. <laughs>